This episode of Fun Employment Radio is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, all you have to do is go to squarespace.com and use the offer code FUNEMPLOYMENT. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just kind of, it's kind of amazing how you are uh, way too proud of yourself about such a small, well, small accomplishment. Doing, you know, when you're a man like I am, sometimes you got to work on some. Uh, you work on things, you know, with your hands. I think this is the one tool. manly thing I've ever heard of you actually doing, Sarah. I took out a soldering iron and I. Fixed a power cord with purely, you know, Luck. what? What? No, what I, um, I had thought about it. I saw the problem. And I analyzed it, and then uh, you know, I got out a big hot iron thing and I, I shoved metal on it. Is that totally what fixed it? That's what real men do is they get out the big hot iron thing. Well, that's the t- technical terms. You may call it a soldering iron. Most of us call it a hot iron thing. So, uh, yeah, see exactly, exactly. Pretty, pretty damn manly today. I gotta say, ladies, please, please. I know how uh, I know how you know they're slightly intimidated by my prowess of, with, with the soldering iron. But at the same time, it's it's also very exhilarating, and I understand the attraction. So I just had to get that out there. Really, have you just been uh, been bathed in women since you told them well, you know how to use a soldering iron? Right now, I'm assuming they're a little bit shy because of my. Uh, Isn't know, that my, basically like a hot glue gun without the glue? My, well, no, it's it's a man glue gun, and it, that sounds bad. But uh, you know, basically, it, don't use your man glue gun on your. The women <laughs> are a gray. little bit intimidated by my my skills in metallurgy, so I, I understand that. But nonetheless, ladies, I know what you're putting down. Hello, this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We, of course, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And it is also... Wow. Greg is so excited about himself today. It's amazing. I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> I was pretty proud. I saw a problem, and I fixed it. Did you know how to fix it, or did you just kind of take a soldering iron? You're like, all right, if I just put this on there, it might fix it. <laughs> the wires were frayed, so I figured I'd shove a bunch of metal on it and see if that fixed it. I did remember to unplug it first, though. Well, that's good. Yes. I did unplug it first, so I want to say that safety first, as always, sir, when you're doing man things like that. Um, Of course, we do want to remind everybody and say thank you to everyone who has been purchasing tickets to the Fun Employment Radio Network Party. Coming up February yes. 22nd, where there are going to be many, many amazing things. We actually had, had some meetings yesterday going over everything. There's a lot. We sure did. There's a lot that's happening. Including, Shit is though, getting real, guys. We wrote a timeline. Yes. We have a timeline. Yes, indeed. We have stuff going on. That's professional. We know when things are happening. Absolutely. And mm. including, though, we did announce this yesterday, that on stage... Together, for the first time in five years, if you're a listener of this show, um, a longtime listener, you know that Sarah and I, of course, came from commercial radio, where our last job in commercial radio was on The Rick Emerson Show. Of course, our dear friend Rick Emerson, and of course, we also worked with uh, news god Tim Riley. Indeed, Mm -hmm. and all four of us will be on stage at the same time at this network party first time in five years first time like we uh, yep. we have all seen each other uh, sporadically I don't not think, all together yeah not all together we were still employed in radio when the last time we were in a room together yep we were still working for whatever station it was that we were for KUFO yeah the last time we were all under the same roof and we are all four going to be on stage together wow I'm super excited and I we're know. waiting too like we're not going to get together beforehand no like this is going it's to be the happen. actual first time and you know might be the only time you never what, know what so if, what if we all four sit down and then nobody has anything to say oh gosh like, oh hey yeah. hi Tim hi hi 
So. Remember when we used to work together? It was yeah, a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was that was that was cool. That was- no, see, the great <laughs> thing about Rick and Tim is that every time, no matter how much time has passed, every time I see either one of them, it's yeah. just like immediate. It's just like back to exactly where it was the yep. last time, and that's why it's going to be so awesome. Yes. So that is going to be happening at the network party, and also there is somebody else here in the room with us that will be in attendance, and he needs to leave uh, fairly fairly uh, soon into the show. So I think we should just bring him on. Although I got to say. When I saw him today, I was pretty pissed off when I saw him. Why were you pissed off? He's been working really hard. He's been working really hard, but I had a dream involving him last night, which is disturbing in its own right. <gasps> Did he try to make you his sexy bitch? No, it wasn't oh. that kind of dream, but I was, I'm was i pretty pissed off at him right now. That's for, weird. For what happened in the dream. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome out to Fun Employment Radio, Mr. Kenny B. Hello there. Hi, Hello, Kenny. Kenny. Yes, I'm sorry. I've got important things to do. You have such yeah. important <laughs> things. <laughs> Kenny has to get to meetings. Yeah. It is disturbing the fact that I had dreams of Kenny last night. But let me so say, they weren't sexy dreams. They were not sexy dreams. So I'll say what happened. So in my dream last night, Kenny approached me with this new product he had invented. It was it was mm-hmm. like a homemade mm-hmm. flying machine. I also do manly things. Yeah, this was apparently, apparently <laughs> like soldering cords. I think maybe I was feeling pretty manly <laughs> from my from my experience mm-hmm. of soldering things, and. It was it was this thing that Kenny was really excited about, and he gave me one of these. And what it was, it was a flying machine that was essentially like a like flying an, machine, like an enclosed golf cart with a <laughs> propeller on it on the top, <laughs> and then there was like a tail on the back. But that's where you flew it. You like rode on the tail, okay, and so what? that passengers could sit inside the golf cart. So you lay down on the tail, and then uh, and then you you fly it like that. You're so laying down. You're laying down, hmm. and then the propellers above you, and you you're like out in the air, and you fly it around. And you were really excited about what you were giving me. You're like, oh, I invented this thing. I'm going to give you one. And I thought it was really nice. I was like, this is sweet. Thank you, Kenny. And I took it up and I flew it and I made it probably about 200 yards into the air in my dream. And then the propellers broke off and I crashed down to the ground and I died in my dream. (gasps) I died in my dream courtesy of Kenny giving me his bunk design that he came up with. And it was so much so, even in the dream, as I was crashing down, I realized I was in a dream and I was like, well, this sucks. Thanks, Kenny. And I was just furious. So you actually, di- that is so weird that you had that. So you died in your dream last night. I dead. died in my dream last night. Thanks, I had thanks a dream last night that I was dead. And you were also in my dream, Greg. And you were dead, too. Uh-oh. What? You I were dead, dead in, in my dream. Dreams? I didn't die in my dream, but I was dead in my dream. Ugh. Oh. I don't you were like dead, this idea. but you were conscious of your death. I was conscious of my death. I didn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. It, what was weird is that I might, maybe it was like some sort of like bus accident or something because a bunch of my friends were there and we all knew that it was heaven. Uh. I, but I digress. I'll, I'll go back to mine. You talk about your you uh, dying. Well, I, I'm already disturbed. So what by did the you do? I, did you like float out of your body or? No, I crashed down to the ground and then I had to start the whole dream over. Like in, in this thing. Like, like a I, video game. Yeah, it was like a video game. It was like, well, yeah. great. And then I just spent the rest of this dream pissed off at you and like yelling at you about your, okay. about your shitty design mm-hmm. and uh, about how mad I was about you giving me that. That was basically the rest of the dream. So where is this anger coming from, Greg? I don't know, but I was really mad at you. <laughs> so you thought that he gifted you a flying machine and it turned yeah. out not to work and then it killed you. I was, and I was all excited about it. I was like, great, this is awesome. I've always wanted a personal flying machine. You know, who wouldn't? Right. And then I get to fly it out one time, and I crash, and that's it, because your propellers sucked. 
Beware. Why? Why did your propellers suck so bad? Apparently, my propeller design was not optimal. You did not solder them well enough. I guess I didn't wow, solder I my propellers. Not. See? Yeah. Greg, See? you should have brought your manly soldering gun, and then you could have saved your own life in, in your dream. Solder fixes everything. I could have soldered those, those propellers right back on. They do. That's how they fix propellers, is they I solder assume, them. I assume that's what they do. That's how you put everything together, is what I've learned. You know, it's, it's an easier way than welding. You just solder it all right on there. So, well, that's weird. So you dreamt that you died. I dreamt that you were dead. Yeah. I don't know how it happened, but okay, so I dreamt that it was right after. I don't know. It, it really threw me off because I had this dream. Like, it was one of those dreams that I had right until the moment that I woke up this so morning. It's and it was fresh like, in your mind. So it was fresh in my mind. Right. But I had a dream that I died. Mm hmm. And I was on how? this like floating. It doesn't. I don't know how. You don't but know? I, I was just aware just... of the fact that I was dead. Okay. And so I was on like this floating plateau kind of thing, that was. Uh, it sounds weird. It was made up of almost it looked like a shopping mall. It was like very sprawled, but there were people everywhere, and everyone was very happy and um, like cordial to each other. It wasn't like angel sh- wings or wearing what? white or anything. It was heaven, and it was a shopping mall. It was some sort of mall, but it was that floating sounds, on like. Yeah. Uh, like those things Is it an avatar Where they have like The floating pieces of land Yeah Or, or wherever like it is floating city Or something Yeah like it was like a floating city It was like a floating city Almost But there weren't <laughs> clouds Instead I was surrounded By nighttime And all of the stars Because I looked around And just surrounded By the sky And the stars And it, you know All the stars Looked like how the sky Usually does Like little pinpricks of light as soon as I realized I was dead, all of the stars started coming in, and there were these glass balls that were floating in, and they all contained different solar systems. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. And they had these stars until these glass balls were flying towards us because we were being transported to, like, heaven or something, and you could reach up and touch one of the balls, and then it would just kind of, like, rain down stars. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Wait a minute. Okay. It was weird as fuck. It was so weird. So, first off, you're in a shopping mall. I'm not sure if that was heaven. That does not sound like heaven to me. It wasn't, it wasn't a shopping mall so much as it was like an area. Like okay. an area where there were a bunch like of people. Like a courtyard? Yeah, and everyone was being polite to each other, but it was like, yeah, and nice. Like nobody was angry about anything, but it wasn't just like, oh. But it's, it's what your mind, how your mind made sense of it was, this is a shopping mall. Yeah, for some, yeah. Yeah, for some reason it looked mm-hmm. like a floating shopping mall mm-hmm. surrounded by these beautiful sparkling, uh, you know, glass balls floating in mm-hmm. the air that were mm-hmm. full of stars. It was, it was very peaceful. Mm-hmm. And it, and it was like everyone was very happy. And Greg was there. My friend Brenda was there. And you were there. And, and you, you were, were there. there. And you were there. <laughs> oh. But a ton of people that I knew. And like we all were aware of the fact that we were all dead. It's like at the end of Lost. That's exactly it. Spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> it was very, it was odd. It was because I've never had a dream like that mm. where I like have this awareness that I'm. I don't like the idea that I'm dead in two different dreams. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's not really a good, really unnerving. Uh, it's not a good sign. It, you know, no. sometimes people have premonitions in their dreams. No, but being de- dreaming of death can actually be a positive thing. What? Yeah. Hmm. What well, it, it is makes it's you just like a, aware of your death and your no. It's not it even or? of your death. It sometimes means that like there's a greater thing on the horizon. Like it's the death of maybe something negative in your life. Like uh, like greater things are coming. Like uh. any stupid flying machine. <laughs> 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 Never trust one yeah. that Kenny built. That's no. how I learned. Well, I am. I have had a uh, near death experience in an airplane, so I can relate to your you did? your feelings. Yeah, when I was uh, when I was I went to uh, aeronautical school. That was my. Uh, my college adventure my first year. I went to Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. Oh, that's like a prestigious one. Yeah, and uh, I was flying. It was towards the end of the year. I was flying from uh, Prescott, spelled Prescott, but they make you pronounce it Prescott. Cause oh, I didn't Cowboys. know that. Yeah, yeah that, Prescott, Arizona? Yeah, and on one, one of the menus it says, it's pronounced Prescott like biscuit. 
<laughs> like I love how it's Arizona and they yeah. have a southern accent, too. Right. <laughs> well, they're cowboys. Yeah. You get outside of uh, Portland, people talk with oh, accent, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, so yeah. Oregon. Yeah. So anyway, we were flying between uh, Prescott and Scottsdale, which is basically Phoenix, and when we took off the... Um, and this was not fine. a dream. This actually happened. This actually happened. This was real. This was what led to me saying, I don't want to be a pilot. I'm done with the flying bug adventure. So we were flying, and we got about halfway into it, and it's about like a two-hour trip or so. Mm-hmm. And uh, started the plane started kind of shaking, like just really lightly. Oh, I, I'm choosing not to listen to this. <laughs> what kind of plane was this? This is a Cessna 172 Skyhawk. Okay. Yeah, it's just a little four-seat airplane, um, side-by-side, the front two seats. I was in the pilot seat, and my instructor was in the, the co-pilot seat, because that's how you train. Okay. And... Uh, so uh, we were about halfway through. The plane started kind of shaking, and normally what that kind of means is that those those airplanes are naturally aspirated, which means they have a carburetor instead of fuel injection. Okay. And one thing is that happens with carburetors when you're flying is you're up in the atmosphere and it's cold, and you can get ice inside your carburetor, which means that you can't get fuel to the engine. And so they have a carburetor heat thing that you turn on, so it dumps hot air into the carburetor and melts the ice. So we thought it was just carb ice because that's a normal sort of symptom of carburetor ice. So we Sounds like a flawed design to be having that. Yeah, the, <laughs> definitely fuel Greg injected. knows because did you hear yeah. about how he soldered his own, his own yeah, cord? Yeah, I mean, if you had yeah. soldered those it, things about it probably things wouldn't work. <laughs> the ice probably wouldn't yeah. happen with the mm-hmm. solder on there. But it's true. We should have soldered the, the, yeah. um, the carburetor. Yep. <laughs> should have soldered the carburetor before we left. Classic Obviously. Yeah, soldered it real Obviously. good. Obviously. And so we turned on the carb heat, and it kind of smoothed out a little bit, and then it just started getting worse and worse and worse until eventually the whole airplane was just shaking like violently oh no and uh thankfully we're really close to scottsdale and so my um i just totally froze like my instructor just took over because he was like all right you know this is the time to uh practice your emergency landing skills i'm gonna take over now and uh called it an emergency and they cleared the runway and all that shit and we were able to shut down the engine before we um when we got into the pattern, which is when you're flying around the airport. So we were able to shut down the engine and land the plane on the runway, but there were like fire trucks and all that shit coming out and had to come out. And what, what had happened was we found out later that the, um, so the inside of an engine, there's a piston and there's a thing that connects the piston to the crankshaft, which turns and turns the propeller. Okay. And that's called the rod and the rod, the pin that holds the rod to the piston had actually cracked. And so the, the, thing moving up and down was about to separate from the piston and basically would have been a complete catastrophic engine failure. The engine would have pretty much just blown up. Oh. And, uh, it would have would blown have, up in the sky? Well, it wouldn't have like exploded, but the inside of the engine would have grenaded and it would have been like a huge mess and whether or not the plane would have stayed together is a question. And so. it wouldn't have been pieces of Kenny. That's right. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And so thankfully the instructor like was like, all right, well, we're having these kind of engine problems. We need to just shut off the engine and glide. And you actually don't realize how well those little planes can glide. They can glide for a long time. So it's not like in a movie when the plane, when the engine goes out, you just, just start falling out dives, of the sky. Yeah. In a big airplane, yes, that's typically what happens. But uh, <laughs> it, in this one, we glided to a landing and, and we were going to catch a ride with another student back in the airplane. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm going to take a bus and I just got on the bus and then I took a couple more lessons after that but oh I, I god you did like, that's brave yeah I was like I'm, I'm done I don't I realized that like I don't want to have people's lives in my hands in that type of situation mm-hmm. because 99% of the time nothing like that happens but then you look at like what happened at 
with uh, the guy in the, landing the plane in the Hudson River, and it's like, oh, you have to have extreme skill under pressure. And, oh, yeah, and calm. I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. At least yeah. you realize that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm not the guy you want flying the plane, just so you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a... So, I've had a near-death experience in an airplane. Oh, man. So wow. I, I, can I never want to hear about that again. That is disturbing. Oh. Dreams of becoming a pilot were dashed. Well, speaking of dreams yeah. and death, no. I found a, a definition of death in dreams. Oh, yes. Okay. So it says, to dream that you die in your dream symbolizes interchanges, transformation, self-discovery, and positive development that is happening with your life. You're undergoing a transitional phase and are becoming more enlightened or spiritual. Although such a dream may bring about fears of uh, fear or anxiety, it is no cause for alarm and is often considered a positive symbol. Mm. There you go, Greg. What's positive about crashing? Dreams of experiencing your own death usually mean that big changes are ahead for you. You're moving on to new beginnings. Uh, those changes do not necessarily imply a negative turn of events. Metaphorically, dying can be seen as the end uh, or termination of your old ways and habits. So dying doesn't always mean a physical death, but an ending of something. That sounds like a bunch of hippie mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to die. You're, you're about to embark yeah. on some new life adventure. Uh. <laughs> what adventure would you like to take, Greg? One where know. he has money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd, be, that'd be great. An adventure that involves financial security. Yes. Yeah. yes. That's, That's all I want. That's a good adventure. That is a great adventure for me. Well, Kenny's going to have to leave here pretty yeah. soon, but we did want to bring up something actually having to do with money. Yeah, on the note of financial security. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So I've gone through this, and I wanted uh, we wanted Kenny to kind of talk about this mm-hmm. real quick. So, Kenny, why don't you talk about the, the debacle that you're in right yeah. now? Yeah. Well, I grew up in a wealthy community. Most of my friends are extremely wealthy. And uh, they've all grown up wealthy and never having to worry about money. And uh, they all have, the ones that have gotten married thus far, have had very expensive and extravagant weddings. And another friend of mine is planning another expensive, extravagant wedding (laughs) and asked me to be a part of it, which I guess is supposed to be kind of an honor, right? To be asked to be a part of this wedding. Yeah. But then they turn around twice now and they they make me pay for all the shit. That I need to be in the wedding, like, the suit you, and the shoes and all that shit. See, whoa, you have to pay yeah. for. I I knew that you had said that you had to pay for something. You have to pay for the suit. You have to buy the suit. Suits are very expensive, yeah. are they not? Wait, so, so are you a groomsman or something? In this? Yes, I'm a groomsman. I'm and not the make, bestman. I'm a groomsman. You're not like renting tuxedos or something like well, that. Well, it, uh, actually, it ends up being about. He got a really good supposedly price on these suits, so it's going to end up being about the same cost that it would to rent a suit. What, how much? It's about 200 bucks to rent a tuxedo. It is? That's what it was in my other Damn. friend's wedding. I yeah. mean, I remember renting one. The last time I did, it was years ago. Well, it depends on who the fuck is picking the tuxedo and which yeah. tuxedo they're picking. If they pick some fancy-ass fucking tuxedo, it's expensive. Right. Yeah, because you all have to match and stuff. But so anyway, if, if someone makes a decision about how it's supposed right. to look, then you have to get that one, right? They're, exactly. Their definition of affordable is different than my definition of affordable because yeah. they've never had to worry about how they're going to pay the bills this month and which bills not to pay. And mm-hmm. so anyway, um, it's going to be about 300 bucks for the suit. And he was like, oh I'm God, buying you guys the shoes. I'm going to buy you the shoes. My treat to you is what he said in the email. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's his treat. But yet, yeah. here's a bill for $300 right, to right, buy right, the right, suit. Right, right, right. Wait, so did he like, direct you to where you can buy the suit? Is yeah, he- we all went in together and like got fitted and all that shit. And uh, it was just a like, men's warehouse. It wasn't like, you know, some fancy tuck shop or something. Yeah, but even men's warehouse, you can yeah. get a suit for less than $300. Yes, that's a nice. That's a that's an expensive suit, right? What the and it? I'm I'm dreading what it's going to look like because he said it might be kind of shiny. 
What? Shiny. Oh my God, you're having to spend $300 yeah. of your own money on a shiny, on a shiny suit? suit? Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's fucked up, dude. Yeah. And this I mean, guy is not like, he's not like well off. He's like, he's like literally, like as Adam Carolla would say, literally a millionaire. He drives a fucking Lamborghini. And he, he drives a Lamborghini, yeah. <laughs> but is making you pay $300 yes. for his suit? Yes. Oh, dude, that's fucked wow. up. Wow. Yeah, that's not right. Not right. That, that is, is not cool. And I'm just wondering, like, is rich or not is that commonplace to ask people to be in your wedding and then have them pay for the shit to be in your wedding I mean I've heard about it with girls getting kind of screwed over with that with like uh, oh, yeah. bridesmaid oh dresses. I've had that I was a bridesmaid yeah. I'm not friends with the person anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> shocker um, but she made us all buy our dresses and they were hideous yeah. they were hideous they were brown and long and she kept telling me they're $200 that right. I didn't have the money for either right. but you had to pay for it right. and you know, she kept saying like oh you can wear this again you'll wear this again and like mm. it is an ugly brown dress <laughs> I am not going to wear this again I don't and, but I had to pay for it and like that was the gift right. so instead of buying the dress she bought us like a necklace right and but we had to spend the two hundred dollars on the dress. Yeah, yeah. great. Neat. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you just spend the money on the dress yeah. and skip the necklace right. for everyone? I, I would rather not have a fucking gift. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like and now like and we're staying at a at it's at the Timberline Lodge, so it's like that's where the wedding is. Do you is. have to pay for that too? Yeah. I have to pay you for have the hotel to pay room. For the hotel room? Yeah. Have to pay for the hotel room. What the f- dude? That yeah. is oh not wow! Cool. I even got my hotel and stuff covered for mine. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's not cool. So. uh and then um, I was like, dude, I was like, I don't make a lot of money. And um, is there any way we can like switch? I'll pay for the shoes and you pay for the suit. That seems fair. Right. And he was like, um, how about a no interest loan? Oh. It's like you can pay me this back is, whenever or you can make payments or whatever. You can make this payments? From this the, is your friend? Yeah. The friend who drives a Lamborghini? Yeah, yeah. Dude, what a prick. I'm yeah. sorry. Wow. I'm that out there. That yeah. is a prick. It's a dick move. That's really, that's just mean. If, yeah. you're, if you're telling him the reason why, you're like, right. hey, I don't have a lot of money. Right, right, right. But you oh. can do a payment plan right. to me? Yeah. For $300, which is no, nothing to No that interest. Oh, thanks. You're not going to charge me interest. Yeah, like, would you yeah that is not a friend, right? Kenny. It's yeah. being said in the chat over and over again yeah. by many people. It is That is not your friend. That is not a friend. Yeah. Well, we've known each other since, like, first grade. and Sometimes so. you're supposed yeah. to know people for a certain yeah. amount of time and then let them go. <laughs> is there a way you can get out of being a groomsman and just be straight up with him? Just be like, look, dude, I, I don't have that money. I don't want to have a payment plan to but my then he's friend. Gonna, yeah, I have, want a payment plan. Oh, God. There's there's a way I can say I'm never paying you back, by the way. Mm-hmm. I can just say that. So Say it. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> Tell him. I can't, like, imagine well, a time where I'm going to have... you save money now to yeah, s- <laughs> save right. money away to pay off the suit no, that you had to buy for the wedding? No. I already no. have, like, enough debt. Yeah. No, you're you. saving up money to be, be able to pay for your phone, for right. your bills, for your yes, rent. You don't exactly. need to pay up... Yeah. I'm like, dude, I can't call you right now because my phone is off because I can't afford my phone bill. Wow. Yeah, he, you man. said that and he's still, like, payment plan? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, that's Kenny, the thing that's is, not cool. This is the, these are the people that I grew up with. Is like, they have no concept of what it means to not make enough money mm-hmm. yeah. like they're like you just need to save more and blah blah, blah. and you're like no you don't understand uh, I literally don't oh make enough God. money to they, pay they my s- bills like it's not me being irresponsible with my money as you think it is right. it's just I do not make enough money it's I literally a, do not make enough money it's a little different when you have a bank account of millions right. of dollars you don't have to do anything because right. just the interest alone yes. you can live off of you that you can budget 
easily when you have oh, money say, well, to budget I'm, with. I'm only taking one extra trip to Paris right. this month. <laughs> so people are asking clarifying. So this guy was uh, built with a, he was born with like a silver spoon in his mouth. Like he's oh, up his ass. Up his ass. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no. yeah, so he and he's just of course, always had money. the most like conservative person I know and always bitching about, you know, the poor people taking taxpayer money and you know he's one of those guys like dude you've never once had to ever struggle for money so how can you even speak from experience like they just need to work harder oh you God. know that kind of person so wow yeah, but it's I, like at the same time I'm like I feel inadequate as a man because I can't pay my bills and I'm not like no, and I, no it, that's not know, so like, many people are in that same I mean? situation but you know what shouldn't make you feel inadequate the fact that you don't want to spend $300 on a shitty shiny suit no, right. just you on shouldn't. principle alone even right. if you did have the money that's not cool it's true that's not cool and the way that you the way you even worded it to him telling him I don't have money I can't even call you because my phone is shut off right. and then he's still saying payment plan fuck that guy can you <laughs> yeah I mean that reminds that, me of I had some friends of friends who bought a big house. This was years ago, but they, they, it's this couple. They had just got married and they were exorbitantly wealthy. And they bought this big house in the Laurelhurst neighborhood, which for anybody who's not from Portland, it's, it's a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Very nice house. It's like four, it was like a four story house. Like, right. I mean, basically a mini mansion. Old, yeah, they're like the old mansions yeah. that were built, you know? Yep, exactly. Yeah. And they had bought this and they decided that they wanted to renovate it. So they bought this house. And we're paying to have it renovated and renovated. And while that was being renovated, they bought another house they could live in. Yeah. While that was happening, right? So this is they don't want to live like you know peasants. No, no you don't want to like. live in the house being renovated. And it was like a six month renovation on this right. place. They bought an extra house yeah. just for the six months. Wow. And then they had a par- big party when when the house was finally renovated. And we went over there, and they're just. These pretentious bastards like, oh, yes, well, now, you know, it's just been exhausting going through all the renovations Jesus. and everything that's been happening. They didn't lay a finger on it. They yeah, hired people. Right, exactly. <laughs> and talked about how exhausting it was, and we're like, oh, yeah, 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 that sucks. And then they launched into this tirade about, I don't understand why all these all these people are always complaining about money. Don't worry about money. Just right. travel and experience yeah. life. Oh, I hate those people. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're like, just we're like, why just are you gonna... just worried about it? It's just pieces of paper, man. Yeah. I know, and they were talking about how <laughs> Exhausting it was going through the renovations that they yeah. they just needed to get to Europe for a while and take a break from it. Yeah. So they were going to Europe and then yeah. bitching at us and, right. and bitching at my friend Gavin and I because mm-hmm. we were talking about yeah that would that would be nice we don't get to do that like well you guys really need just to get, do it do some traveling I mean you need to see the world <laughs> you need you. to I love when people talk to you as if it's a choice like yeah. it's like yeah. no I no. have my vast right. wealth I've been saving That's no right. I want I just to don't feel like here. spending yeah. it right and this work second. to pay my power bill right. That's what I'd. Rather yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I know Europe. Yeah, I'm boring. Gonna, I'm gonna not pay my rent and go travel. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> exactly. I won't have a Caution home to, to come home to. But, but it's just yeah. listening to them complain about the oh the struggles, the struggles yeah. they'd gone through. And it's funny. It's also that those are the same people that like idolize blue collar, like yeah. you know, gumption and getting out there and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and working your ass off. And it's like you've never had to do that. They've never, never, done it. never yeah. even like a person that would live in their house while they're renting a it do all the work themselves mm. because they can't afford to pay anybody. No, they'd, they'd be like, right. look at them going out and getting it. It's like, fuck you. They're like yeah. a movie version of Blue Collar, not right. the version where you're trying to figure out what to eat and you find one Easy Mac shoved in the back <laughs> right. of your cabinet. Yes. You're like, okay, this is going to be my dinner. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah. I found them a in the box face. of rice a Good day. <laughs> right. 
Rick is Rick Rutherford's in the chat. He said that experience left no impression on Greg at all. <laughs> <laughs> Still to this day, my friends and I, if we're talking about money, we'll yeah. just be like, dude, you just need to go travel more. <laughs> I you need to get out there, experience <laughs> life, man. Yeah, don't be so close-minded. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, let, don't let it hold you back, even though you can't afford a plane ticket. Just like, don't worry about don't money, worry about those man. mundane things. Just get out there and see the world. <laughs> I think it, those are the experiences that if I ever had money, I would like. Find those people, take all their money, and make them live poor for a week, and make them li- see what it's like to have to pay their just bills. Just to have revenge. That's what I would want to do, yeah. <laughs> just Ooh. to spite them. And that's why I loved Overboard so much, because Goldie Hawn <laughs> was an entitled cunt. Yeah. And then she finally gets her come up at. Yeah, are you comparing this to Overboard? <laughs> well, kind of, because that is Life like a fantasy scenario almost, where she's very mean, like her character's very mean to Kurt Russell, and he basically. Well, kind of molests yeah. her and makes yeah, her sick. Right. Does <laughs> it much wait, rapes in her. this movie? Yeah, <laughs> she is. She has amnesia, and he convinces her. How's that different? His wife. How's that different than roofies? Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the ultimate roofie. It lasts forever. <laughs> but I'm saying, as far as revenge fantasies go, that's a pretty good one when it's it comes true. to finances or rape. Oh yeah, he but. spends all that time making her, her that shoe closet thing, and she decides not to do it and throws away all of his expensive tools. Mm-hmm. And so he gets to fuck with her a little bit. I, I love that movie. That movie still makes me guffaw whenever I watch it. I will laugh out loud at that yeah. movie. It is a good one. Mm. There's, there's something deeply wrong in that movie, though. And they've been together forever. I know. <laughs> well, they end up together. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so whatever he did, whatever roofies he slipped her, they worked. <laughs> and it's her money. And the the moral of the story is marry a rich cunt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Roofie a rich cunt. Trick her into thinking she's your wife. And take all her money. <laughs> And everything wow. will work out just fine in the end. All right, Kenny, so do yeah. you think, are you really, do you feel guilty about this? Like, are you really just going to go through with it? Well, I mean, he's already paid for the suit, and I'm not going to, like, not be in the wedding. I mean, so, you know, my move is probably going to be, sorry, dude, can't afford to pay back. And he'll probably bitch about it for the next 10 years, but whatever, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't care. Exactly. Oh, okay. Just as long as you plan to never pay him back. This this is going to affect your Lamborghini payment. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Which you probably paid cash for, by the way. Who needs a Lamborghini? Right. Yeah, exactly. So. (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's two cars. Three cars. Uh, One car that is his dad's that he uses regularly, but. And it's an Acura NSX. No big deal. Wow. So, yeah, he's got a rough life, and he lives in a tower. Yeah. Above Nipple. all the above all the peasants. Nipples in the live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live says uh, pay him back in scrap metal. <laughs> <laughs> Here's two hundred bucks worth of scrap. Just start piling it in front of his door. You got a truck. <laughs> he does have a truck. Yeah. Just pile it down there. Yeah. Aaron says, uh, just tell him a brown person held you up right before you were going to pay him. He's an entitled right. white person. He'll totally believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Some brown man stole my money. He stole my money and our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my way to the fields to pick some fruit. <laughs> All right. Well, we know you yeah. have to get out of here, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, so. thanks for staying a little bit longer. More of my joyous life. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that definitely sucks. It pays yeah. to have rich friends. Not really. No. No. It doesn't seem no, like it. it. Doesn't. No. <laughs> I've not reaped any benefits as of yet from my rich friends. Well, those aren't the like new rich. New rich, I think, would be a little more true. Giving. Right? Not that I know from either experience. I don't right. know either way. So yeah, that's um, the thing. Is like if I had just built the money myself, I would, I feel like I'd be really generous with it and I'd want my friends to 
enjoy themselves. Oh, yeah. If I was going to have a wedding, I would just throw a big party and exactly. pay for everything. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because that's what's fun. That's you just know, the, you know what, he is, he's like it. a spoiled brat. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Just like used to getting everything he wants right. and doesn't want to share. Right. Yeah. Well, if you think about it. Yeah, like, that's the kid who had every single toy on the mm-hmm. playground but wouldn't let anyone else right. play with him. He had well, the they, big wheels truck that had the real working like engine thing. Yeah. yeah. The, other, the last guy that made me pay for the suit whose wedding I was in, he used to take his batteries out of his toys so that people would pay attention to him when they come over to play. Wow. Because he didn't want the focus drawn from him. He didn't want (laughs) you playing with all his cool toys. Wow. But the thing that's funny is uh, they they bitch about, like, oh, chairs. You wouldn't believe how expensive it is to fucking rent chairs and all this shit. I'm like, well, then why the fuck are you having a big wedding? And how much more (laughs) money is it? Isn't our chairs supposedly more expensive than buying all the people's suits or renting all the people's suits? Like, wouldn't it be... Cheaper just to fucking yeah because they probably have those like it's really not that much more to chair cover suits. things you're spending too. fucking ten grand on flowers or whatever the fuck so yeah what's an extra thousand dollars on renting your fucking groomsmen suits and don't have fucking eight groomsmen you dipshit like it's, I don't understand it's, uh, weddings seem like it seems like the most narcissistic pursuit of anything it's like, it can be it depends enjoy on what it us is. in our blessed engagement and then also give us gifts and then pay for your suit. <laughs> it depends like, on who's having the wedding But yes, this one, right. that sounds like a I nice bet he's probably worked at a deal too With like Men's Warehouse or wherever it was oh, Where I'm he's sure. just trying to like make He makes a percentage he's off of every, yeah. <laughs> every suit that he sells <laughs> totally. there I'm sure Yeah, he's getting like 10% yeah. or something yeah. on it Yeah, And then the guy that uh, was like his, his uh, dude That was the guy that worked at Men's Warehouse That was you know, setting up his whole thing wasn't there because he was sick. He has he's a like, guy at. <laughs> yeah, he's got a guy. Of course yeah, he does. He's got great. a guy. Uh-huh. And this nice girl was helping us out and doing all our measurements and all that stuff. And uh, he was like, "Hey, where's uh, what's his name? I'm kind of pissed. He's not here. Like, oh, she, he's sick. Sorry, he, you know, couldn't make it." So. God, your friend just sounds yeah. embarrassing. He's kind of a douche, yeah. Yeah, so. and people are making note. Um, Rick Rutherford just posted a picture of uh, James Spader from <laughs> Pretty in Pink. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. who he is. He's the rich yeah. snob bully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen him with a sweatshirt tied around his neck. But, or, you know, or it could be like the guy in Adventures in Babysitting. That's so cool. Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 got the frat boy. Uh huh. Yeah. So cool. That's that's how I picture him. That's, yeah, does he have a vanity? Thumbs up yeah. does he have a, I mean, I know you can't give the plate number out, but does he have a vanity plate on it? W- no, his dad has a vanity plate on one of the cars he drives. Okay, it has to do with a company that he owns or that he used All to right. own. Okay, now he sold for millions of dollars <laughs> and doesn't have to work. So, yeah. Oh, Kenny, <laughs> and it's a Hummer. Of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Why would it not be? I mean, Absolutely. not even a real one. It's one of those shitty H two <laughs> pieces of shit. So. <laughs> You're not bitter about this at all. No, not at all. Oh, Kenny. Well, I'm sorry. You have to. You, you probably need to take off. Yeah, I got to get back to work. <laughs> all right. <laughs> where you I lazy get piece of paid shit. Almost nothing to <laughs> do really, a job. I don't know why you worry about working so much, man. You just need to get out there and <laughs> it's just true. Breathe, man. You know? I should just let the, just, just let everything take care of itself. The yeah. bills, the bills, they'll take care of themselves. Take a trip this yeah. weekend. Just treat yourself. Just treat yourself. You, you know, right. get away from the stresses of having yeah, someone you remodel your right. house for no. you. But wait, there's no gas in my car. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Can I call you? Oh no. Should I just let the wind fill my sails? Well, Shut up, buddy. We're right there with you. <laughs> I forgive you for making me crash in your crappy flying machine. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, really, Greg. Don't pile on at this point. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, should we just carry on? Are you yeah, just... I think we should just carry on. Should okay. we do? Should we go to some ball talk? Should we go to some world of crazy? What do you want to do? Um, yeah, we. Can Thank do... you, Kenny. 
Thank you, guys. We love you. Yeah. Well, I do have actually. I have another question that I I need help on. Okay, it has to do with uh, with our websites. Okay. So, as you guys <gasps> Ooh, know, did you do yours? You said well, that you were going to, and I have, and that's what I wanted to bring up. So, uh, we've talked about this uh, before. We have a fantastic new sponsor, Fun Employment Radio, called Squarespace, which you probably heard of them. They're amazing. It's where you can go, and basically, you can get. You can build your website so easy. They make it simple, and they make it nice and, and cool designs, and everything's like very cookie-cutter. You can make it as, as elaborate or, or as simple as you want, and it's really, really cool. Uh, Squarespace.com slash employment. And Sarah and I have both been building our own personal websites, and so I've been working on mine. I want to turn mine into like a portfolio site. Ooh, I'm looking at it. You look so fancy. Oh, there's the picture. You have your picture on there that you cropped me out of. Yeah, I know. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, cro- I cropped Sarah out of one of the pictures. That's on what it's website. called, by the way. It's called nibblering. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when you, you crop, when you crop out? somebody out who is also in the picture, well, but you I, use it for your... I don't have a lot of newer headshot. pictures of myself, and so I decided <laughs> I liked that one, and but I didn't need you on there. That'd be kind of weird if you were on my website. So, so I went ahead... I just wish you got like a piece of my hair or something on the side. <laughs> and like crappily photoshopped it out, like blurred it or something. Smudge it around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm bringing it, and what I want to do with it... Well, can we tell people where it is first? Yeah. Uh, All right, so it's gregnibbler.squarespace.com. And actually, I have gregnibbler.com just forwarding to it. And so oh. it, it is under construction. I have that on there because I, I've been spending a lot of time. Little asterisks. Yeah, and it's, it's honestly, it's so much fun building this thing because there's so many different things you can do. But I'm I, what I'm trying to do is compile all of my different acting clips and like voiceover clips and stuff like that. And I'm trying to decide what voiceovers to put on there. And there's one in particular I'm debating about. Okay. Which is one... Well, I'm looking I at this right like now, so you can just click range. on these and they play your voiceovers. Yeah, mm-hmm. although I don't have I don't have many of them up there right now. You have the infomercial for Arenda. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a few few different ones on there right now, but I've got to have. What's you know, the children's book one, Greg? Uh, it was children's narration. I think that I did. Do you want me to play it? Um, all right, yeah, pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. It was a chilly day in November. Bye, <laughs> Kenny. We love you. Yeah, okay, that's enough on that one. Some people need <laughs> children's <laughs> narration. Who's going to be the Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was for a children's No, no, no. You've got to let me play it. Greg, no, I, I will find one of, of my it. old... I, I have an old thing. I played part of it. Greg, please let me get... When you do the voices, please. please. <laughs> it, was it was for a children's book I did a long time ago. During a game of hide-and-seek, Ollie the turkey heard Farmer Kate <laughs> talking to Farmer Joe. Okay, that's enough. I'm muting it. <laughs> there are people... Look, okay, this is a business site. You can make these things commercially ordered, so I'm going to have it where people can buy this. But there oh, are... <laughs> look, people pay big money. The reason I died money. in my dream was because you played that, and then I couldn't get my breath again. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was paid to do that. All right, I'm having a hard time breathing. Hang on. I got paid to do that. So I'm trying to decide what... <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to take that one down. No, Greg. I'm going to log in at squarespace.com and delete that one. Uh, All right, here. Let's try the uh, the infomercial. Uh, All right, let me just play a little bit because this is so easy. Just a little bit. Okay, just a little bit. All right, bit. this is so easy to use. Turkey this year. <laughs> I don't know. Farmer Joe replied, but this turkey has to be very special. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta understand. Okay, when you're doing voiceovers, you have to do whatever. Squarespace.com slash fun employment radio. Squarespace.com Squarespace.com slash fun employment. This is where you can build your site. This is me building mine. 
It's very easy to put your. I am going to make that my ringtone for everything. <laughs> I'm going to make that. That is going to be. I'm just going to put that on repeat on my. Phone. I love when people are ripping. It's a job, man. It's a job, dude. That is amazing. It's a job, and those kind of jobs pay well, dude. They pay really well. They pay That's really well. That's why I wanted well. to listen to it. I would totally do voices like that. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, dude. It's it's. <laughs> hey, oh you get paid for it. Uh, so. I've got a lot more different samples on there. There was one that I was trying to... Um, oh, now I don't even want to bring up the one yes. I was debating about. That wasn't even the one I was debating about. Now I am. I had no... I swear on everything. I had no idea that was on Greg's website. I've never heard that. I did not even know that existed until right now. Well, I'm glad I've only put four of them up there so far. Oh, my God. I've got probably 15 different styles and different types of them that I've done. Um, <laughs> All right, I need to drink some water. <laughs> hey, All right, man, so what is the work. one? So if you go to, you know, you're making your Squarespace website, squarespace.com slash fun employment. Well, and the, th- the key is, too, we have to mention this, is when you sign up for your website, and you can build it however you want. You don't need to put up voiceovers um, for any kind of business, well, cause personal mine is or whatever. my dog paintings. Yeah, yours is your dog Mine's paintings. Mine's image heavy, and it's and I put as many images that I, that I want, and I'm so stoked about it. Well, and the key is when you sign up to use the, uh, the code FUNEMPLOYMENT when you log out, and then you get 10% off. So it's it's fantastic. I and then they know that you everybody. heard it from us. And then they know. They know. Uh, Hi, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so go there. Uh, squarespacecom slash employment Use the code fun employment. Now I'm all I'm all. all okay. So what is this. the one? So the farmer okay. Joe thing was not the bad one. This is not. So what is the? Well, it's not. That's okay. I know it's embarrassing. It's but embarrassing, that's not a bad but it's one. good. That gets me work, dude. You're stu- don't get defensive because I would totally do. Nobody's ever asked me to do like little kid voices. No, I'm not being defensive. I'm trying to explain myself <laughs> to everybody who's ripping on me now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, well, what is the one that you were hesitating about? Oh, uh, the one that I was hesitating about is not the one that's up there because. All right, I've <laughs> I love this. It's like it's like true admissions today. I've we're done, just going for it. Literally, I've done hundreds of voiceovers, if not more than that, if not into the. Greg is a very talented a voiceover artist. He's always doing voiceovers for all different kinds of things. Well, and I don't talk about them on air because <laughs> mainly this is one of the reasons. Um, <laughs> but there's there's one I'm okay. debating about because I was just recently, I I, I voiced a campaign for a uh, for a fashion show. Excuse so, me. A fashion show in Miami is now a, a particular brand of uh, women's jeans, in particular younger women's jeans. I'm sorry. What? Okay, I voiced a fashion. I voiced. I voiced like an infomercial and a description and like a, like I don't know if they're using it on runways or what they're using it on. Uh, I voiced a thing for this fashion company for that, young women. That in particular, they designed jeans for. Tweens? No, not tweens. <laughs> like, uh, like, like a young twenties. <clears throat> like, I think that's their target market. Young twenties women with money. I'm the voice for them. I am the voice that they. I hear. need more information. I don't under. I... So jeans for teens is what you're doing. Not, it's not teens. It's not teens necessarily. Although I guess it could be. It could be teens. But I think their target market is like twenty somethings. And I am the voice for it, where I talk about the jeans and I talk about how they make you look and they do all the different kinds you can get and then all these fashion things and all that stuff and I'm debating whether or not to put that one up there oh my gosh you have to well maybe you know before you put it up you should probably play it on the show just so we I don't have it pulled up I'm, and I'm not making that up I don't have it pulled up I believe it's on my home computer at home so I, I was wait just... so you're talking about this and you didn't even bring it 
Come on. He has it. I can tell by the way he's doing that now. Well, maybe my computer's freezing up. Greg, your computer is not freezing up. All right, your computer's freezing computer, up. God damn it, it really is. No, it really is. <laughs> I'll I see if I can just... pull it up. I'll see if I can pull it up. But that's one of the ones that I'm deciding to put on. <clears throat> the thing, though, I like about the website is it's so easy to, to just upload stuff. Yeah, it looks fancy. And change fancy. the design and do however you want. So uh, Squarespace, one of our awesome sponsors. Seriously, go to squarespace.com slash employment, Sign up and try it out. No matter what your business is, no matter what your personal thing is, like Sarah's doing it for dog paintings, mm-hmm. it's so worthwhile and it makes it so easy. <laughs> Even if you want to embarrass yourself sometimes with your voiceovers. You can hire me. Go to gregnibbler.com and just uh, <laughs> email me right there and I'll get you a quote. I'll even do a sample for you. You do like samples. I will do it. I will do a voiceover sample. All right. Well, do you want to do some world of crazy or do you want to do ball talk? Let's do ball talk. Okay. I started off feeling very manly today. Yeah. Um, you've got to unmute me if you want to be able to hear oh, that. Yeah. What's new, Farmer Joe? <laughs> uh, it's being asked whether you contact me directly or through my agent. You can contact my agent. Do not send any joke emails to my agent, please. That's the only thing I ask. I feel weird. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. Well, Sarah, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Mm, I don't know. Am I? But there is a Super Bowl coming up. Whoa, the Bolo de Super? Bolo de Super. Bolo de Super is uh, coming up this weekend on Sunday. And as such, that's pretty much everything that's dominating all of the news. Sure. So, um, I was watching some Super Bowl commercials this morning. Yeah. One of them might have made me cry. Because I'm a little bitch. Well, yeah. And it had puppies and puppies friends with horses. Actually, Squarespace has one. Coincidentally, has a commercial. And theirs is cool. It made me laugh out loud. It's very funny. Yeah, it's really good. So that's uh, congratulations to them. That's their first one. They're gonna have one in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Many other people will be having uh, commercials in there as well. And I've got a couple of different things here that I that I did want to talk about. Just about the uh, about the finances. Well, we were talking about people with too much money on their hands and it has been rumored that this that Floyd Mayweather who who's credit, Floyd Mayweather he's earned his money he's a boxer okay who likes to was he the gambly guy he's the gambly guy okay so the rumors coming out uh, now that he has put down 10 million dollars on the Super Bowl in <gasps> one bet 10 million dollars one bet of 10 million dollars okay betting that the Denver Broncos will win the Super Bowl now he probably brought home I don't know. In his last fight, I, I bet he brought home like a hundred million dollars. I mean, yeah. I don't even. I'm just gonna throw up that number. That could actually be it. So he's got a lot of money. So but what does he get if he wins? Because um, the odds, because aren't the odds favoring the Broncos? The odds are favoring the Broncos. So I don't know exactly. Uh, honestly, I don't. I don't even. Oh yeah, I don't know how it works. I was just wondering. You will get more if you know. money. Okay. More money. You know, probably if you're betting ten million, I bet he wins at least a million off of it. Yeah. Or you lose ten million, which hmm. obviously is no concerns for him. So Floyd Mayweather betting ten million dollars. Good thing he's got that gambling problem in check. <laughs> well, he's still got all his money, and I think he just uses it to gamble. That's, I don't know. He oh, seems to be doing all right for happy. himself. Yeah, whatever. Um, so there is that. I just wanted to let everyone know about that. And moving on to ball talk. So this is talking about what a big moneymaker the Super Bowl is, and here is how something I was unaware of. So it's taking place in, in New Jersey. Okay. And at uh, MetLife Stadium. But something I didn't realize that was illegal you cannot have someone... You cannot walk to the Super Bowl. You cannot have someone drop you off at the Super Bowl. 
and you cannot uh, you cannot take a taxi to it. You either have to drive yourself into their parking lot. So you can't like show up at the parking lot on foot and just try to walk in. They won't let you. You have to be in a vehicle? You have to be in a vehicle. Oh, wow. And I bet it costs, what, like $500 to park or something? Well, there you go. See, it costs a lot of money to park there. Oh, that's... Or you can go to one of the Fan Express zones, which are parking lots where you have to take one of their sanctioned buses, their NFL buses, to the game for $51. 51 bucks is what you have to shell out. To just to just that's uh, ridiculous. That's that's to not even drive and park there. I don't even know what parking is there. That's if you park somewhere else in the city, and then you have to pay fifty one bucks. So there is. It's estimated that they're going to be about forty thousand people taking these shuttles, and at fifty one dollars a pop, that's a that's a lot of money. Wow, as it says in here in this article. So that is uh, that is one of the things that I just want to make people aware of. They were going to make money everywhere. That's everywhere. It's gross. That's gross. Uh, moving on to ball talk. We've got, uh, like I said, a, p- a potpourri of balls. I do have this that I thought was kind of funny, and it's it's uh, essentially it's British people trying to describe the Super Bowl, and from what they from what they understand of it. Oh, like, you know, I mean, the Super Bowl is one of the most watched events in in the world, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people don't even know what it is. It's just like, oh yeah, you're supposed to watch the Super Bowl. And I've got a video here of. Uh, of some British people who were asked questions about the Super Bowl. Okay. And their impressions on it and what they thought about it. So I figured maybe I could play that. Here. Yes. All right. In theory. Why would you be able to? I, you know, my computer's amazing. Dun, dun. I have something I can play over here. What's the Super Bowl's question? Um, the existence of the Super Bowl suggests that there are lesser bowls. It's three hours of the best adverts of the year, occasionally cut up with the odd bit of sport. Maybe they win a large bowl for competing in it. What's American football like? Each team like? has exactly one million players. The most baffling thing is that they seem to actively like getting hurt. It's like watching The Matrix, but in padding. There's a person that comes on to kick the ball, he doesn't do anything else, and yet gets paid millions of dollars. I want to know how I get that job. It looks like the TV's having a fit because it's so covered in like images and animated things. <laughs> then what's the do some show? kind of extremely choreographed mishap, you know, where the clothes fall off. It looks a bit more entertaining than the sport, doesn't it? I don't remember who won the Super Bowl other than I remember that Beyonce won the Super Bowl. (laughs) Then they asked about Richard Sherman's interview. That's fabulous. That's absolutely brilliant. That'd be kind of cool if British footballers did that sort of thing. I have no idea what he said. I have no idea what he's on about. And I want to see more of it. That actually makes me want to watch American football, which I never have done. That's pretty great. Yes, that is from uh, BuzzFeed. What a different yeah, way to look at it. Like, all the you know, proper British people love mm-hmm. the outbursts. And meanwhile, in America, everyone gets their panties in a twist. I know. Dude, Richard Sherman is awesome. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Um, so there we go. Moving on to ball talk. If you are wondering who is going to win the Super Bowl, there are, of course, some magical animals out there making <gasps> predictions, as usual. No, I mean, nobody will ever talk. Paul the Octopus. No one will ever top Paul the Octopus from the World Cup. But we do have this. There is... A manatee. Please say he has a normal human name. Actually, two manatees. Two manatees. There's Hugh and Buffett. 
Hugh and Buffett, and I guess that they've been doing this for years, uh, uh, predicting the Super Bowl. And they uh, they each they they put down these things. And they have to swim into the sign of whether it's the Broncos or the Seahawks. And uh, one of them, actually, Buffett has been correct for the past six years on predicting the Super Bowl winner. Oh, but Hugh, not so much. Hugh has been right four out of six times. But Buffett, do you want to know who Buffett picked? The Broncos. Buffett did pick the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Buffett predicted that the Broncos will win the Super Bowl. And there's also another one. Teddy the Porcupine. Teddy the of Porcupine. Of course there is. <laughs> Makes predictions by eating a corn cob out of a glass with the certain uh, with the team logo on it. So there's two glasses, two corn cobs in them, and he picks the one. Teddy is at odds with the manatees. He has predicted that the Seahawks will win. Wow, this is pretty. It's pretty, pretty intense. intense stuff. Pretty intense stuff. So there's uh, there's a lot of controversy going on right now over whether the manatees are correct or whether Teddy the porcupine is. <laughs> People are requesting that you call him humanity. Humanity. <laughs> Uh, moving on to ball talk. Some uh, a company that's actually getting, ironically, a pretty good promotional buzz out of this without really having to pay anything is Skittles. So you will see a lot oh. of stuff about Skittles leading up to the Super Bowl, and that is because of really one man, and that's Marshawn Lynch, the running back for the Seattle Seahawks. He is he loves Skittles. I guess when he was a kid, that's what his mom used to give him as a treat if he did like good in school or something like that. He'd get Skittles. So to this day, when he scores a touchdown, somebody gives him Skittles when he's on the sideline. Hmm. So much so that in Seattle, when he scores a touchdown, fans bring Skittles to throw onto the field. I'm sure that's really fun for the people that have to clean that. <laughs> oh yeah that, that, yeah, that probably sucks ass. Yeah, for them. Uh, but because of that, you know, of course, Skittles is getting a whole all kinds of uh, promotional things, and they have agreed that this time for every touchdown, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, scores they will donate ten thousand dollars to his uh, to his charity. However, it's estimated they're getting about five million dollars worth of free advertising because of this. Five wow. million dollars of free advertising based on Marshawn Lynch liking Skittles. Marshawn Lynch, I don't think he's getting any money other than his charity is getting some. <laughs> yeah, well at least that's good. Yeah, so at least somebody's getting some money. Uh, also, this is coming from uh, Puyallup, Washington, where a meat shop is Puyallup. now making. Puyallup. 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 No, I know what Puyallup is. It's just fun listening to people who don't know how to pronounce it, try oh, to yeah. pronounce it. Oh, yeah. Puyallup. Puyallup. I don't know. Puyallup, um, where a meat shop is now making a specially flavored smoked sausage with Skittles in it in honor of Marshawn Lynch. Would you eat sausage with Skittles? No, absolutely not. I don't think I would no. either. It's too chewy. No. No. Well, anyway, you can get some if you are in uh, Puyallup and go to Blue Max Meats. That's gross. Blue Max meats. Uh, I got a couple more things here left, and uh, this has to do with, of course, people, Seattle fans I've talked about are very crazy about the Seahawks. Broncos fans are too, but this one, this is where it goes too far for me. So there's a couple who just had a child this last week, a baby girl. They happen to be Seattle fans. Okay. Now, their last name is is Man, M-A-N-N. That's the family's last name. They named their child... Can I guess? Yes. Sherry. Sherry Man? I don't know, because I was like, Sherman, Sherry Man. Oh, I see where you're going with that. I no, that was creative. Well, kind of. They named their child Sidney Lee Twelfth Man. 
because that, of course, is the name of the, the Seahawks fans, the 12th man. And it's mm-hmm. the number 12, 1 2 T H. That's how it's spelled. Sydney Lee, 12th man. This girl has been cursed with the, wow. the name 12th man. It's a good job, parents. And finally, in Ball Talk, we've got this. Now, I, I, of course, have talked about how I am a big fan of uh, fan songs. And leading up to this week, I'm sorry, you know, I'll, I'll take a break from fan songs after this week. But leading up to the Super Bowl, there's just too much good material. And we have this one. This comes from, uh, from some fans of Denver who wrote their own parody song based off of a very popular song right now featuring Pitbull and oh. K.E. Dollar Sign H.A. Oh no. They're going down. I'm yelling Denver. Oh Seahawks God. I'm gonna dance. It'll be a night that we'll remember. Pain is the one who we'll get this win. Um. Greg, where do you find this shit? YouTube. Is this a guy singing? It's a guy. It's a guy with a beard. And jean cut-off shorts. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Peyton's the man oh. making the calls. He's got to be confused before the ball. Every single Omaha. Denver. Touchdown, Broncos up. Denver. Prove the rich and Sherman sub. Denver. Denver. Slicker than an oil spill. Lynch will fumble. I bet he will. Denver. Swing gully day, round and round. Russell Wilson going down. Making Seahawks look like clowns. No more timeouts, no more downs. Big Dick Decker, round and round. Marshall Lynch is going down. Making Seahawks look like clowns. No more timeouts, no They're more downs. They're going down. I'm yelling Denver, Seahawks will lose. I'm gonna dance, it'll be a night that we'll remember. Payton's the one who get this win. All right, that's yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That is your song for today. Denver wins. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I'll be making my prediction. Are you really going to be making your prediction? I will be making a prediction on Friday. I will make a prediction of who is going to win the Super Bowl. I've been almost entirely correct in the playoffs. Yeah. I was wrong on two games. So who's Green Bay playing in the Super Bowl again? Well, that doesn't count because Aaron Rodgers was injured. So that was that was before the season started. I didn't know if that was going to happen. Well, it was requested in the chat, so I do want to play a song really quick before we go into World Crazy. Okay.
Paul the Octopus. Sorry, that was weird. I didn't see you over there with your headphones on while this I song totally was, was listening the entire time. You didn't like run out of this room really quick and run no. down the hall into another room really quick and then do something in there? Why would I do something like that? We're on the air. By the way, that will be the bathroom song from now on. <laughs> it is the perfect amount of time. It's the perfect amount of time. <laughs> Get down there, wash your hands, come back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I do have something to tell you. And I I wasn't able to download it quick enough. But since you were kind of, you know, thrown off about not, you know, uh, you know, the dying in your dream last night. Yeah. Thanks, Kenny. I'm back to being mad at him now. (laughs) After, come on, after his stories today, (laughs) let's just cut him a break. Greg, I did just find a surprise Squatch Watch. What? I'm sorry, but Wait. it's my responsibility to do it. So what I'm going to need you to do is get the Squatch sounder ready, okay? Squatch watches are my thing. But they're not. Because here's the thing. I found it, so it's mine. But I do Squatch watches. No, it doesn't matter. I'm supposed to do Squatch watches. I want to do a Squatch Not yet. You don't even believe in Squatch Not yet. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillin. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, news at Big News. Out of Cincinnati, Greg. Okay. Now, that's I would where, be interested in Patch this. lives. Patch does? Well, Patch. All right, I think they're releasing it uh, there first. So big news out of Cincinnati. The U.S. toothpaste company, Crest, has announced its newest line of toothpaste flavors that includes mint chocolate. Uh, mint chocolate toothpaste. I don't think I like that. I, I think I really want that. So Crest has announced that they're going to be releasing three new flavors. A mint chocolate trek, vanilla mint spark, and lime spearmint zest, which sounds really gross. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. The the lime vanilla one. mint. Vanilla mint I might do. Oh, see, I would do the chocolate mint. Yeah. Brushing your teeth with delicious chocolate mint. Yeah, but see, then I'm not going to feel, it's not going to feel clean. Well, a press release, a Crest release says... Uh, uh. It opens with a rich, creamy cocoa flavor that provides an indulgent and decadent toothbrushing experience. Got an adventurous spirit or a sweet tooth? Well, then this is the toothpaste for you. Now consumers can explore outside of their boundaries, arouse their senses, and energize their brushing routine like never before. It's for those with the adventurous spirits and a sweet, sweet tooth. This is the toothpaste for you, be it mint chocolate trek, vanilla mint spark, lime spearmint zest. You can explore outside of your boundaries, arousing your senses, and energizing your brushing routine like you never have before. So, uh, John Sarchilli, who's the head uh, of scientific communications for Procter & Gamble, who owns Crest, says the toothpaste was inspired by customer feedback indicating that people found typical toothpaste flavors boring. So he said the answer to that is chocolate toothpaste. It's brushing your teeth. It's You're brushing your teeth for like two minutes. It's beyond the mint. Oh, I can't handle this boredom. Oh, oh. God, this cleanliness oh. is cleaning my inside of my mouth. I mean, really? It's too boring to brush your teeth? It's so boring. It's You know what flavor is minutes. wrong? I hate cinnamon toothpaste. That seems wrong. I yeah, don't, I don't like, like cinnamon. It. I don't like it. It feels like I'm brushing sugar onto my teeth. I like the foamy kind. The foamy kind? Yeah, like that, or like the orange clean or whatever it is. <gasps> it Ew, up. no, orange is wrong. I don't like that orange stuff. Yeah, but it foams up. 
No, you shouldn't be brushing your teeth with orange flavored stuff. That's you know, it gets, weird. It gets in all the crevices, cleans them out. See, I like the mint. I like having some kind of mint. It makes it feel fresher. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, mint's okay. Yeah, orange is just wrong. Orange, I would do cinnamon before I do orange. Orange just but tastes zesty. gross. Makes your mouth feel zesty. This is a true story. Next one out of Berlin. A herd of dairy cows nearly blew the roof off of their barn in central Germany when methane released by the animals caused an explosion. (laughs) Farting cows caused an explosion in Germany. Wow. So it said in the statement that a static electric charge apparently triggered the detonation and a spurt of flame. The roof was slightly damaged. No cows were injured. However, there was an explosion because the cows were farting so much. (laughs) Police say that the 90 cows are kept inside of the shed and it wasn't clear why they were so gassy. (laughs) But all of them are okay and the barn after repairs will be okay. That was just a little, that was a little small story. Gassy cows. That That was a little one. To Tokyo we go. Sarah's flapping her arms like she's flying right I'm now. I'm flying. Do you know what movie that's from? I'm flying. Jack? I'm flying. Is that Titanic? Uh, no, it's from the end of the craft. God. Oh. This is about Japanese lingerie, Greg. Ooh. A Japanese lingerie company is marketing a bra that is designed to monitor a woman's heart rate and will only be unclasped. By the woman's one and only true love. What? It is a bra that monitors women's heart rates and will only be able to be unlocked. Is it like a chastity bra? It's a chastity bra. So the lingerie firm Ravijour says that the true love tester bra contains a heart rate monitor and sends data via Bluetooth to an app that analyzes the data and unhooks the bra from the front when the reading matches the true love rate calculated by the app. Now, the makers of the bra said it, uh, say the bra knows how women truly feel and it's designed to protect the wearer from one-night stands. What? So it won't come off? They, they cannot remove it? It will not come off. You cannot remove it if your heart rate isn't showing the true love heartbeats. So they just wear this forever? Yeah, I guess if you never find your true love, you can't even take your bra off at night. Wow. <laughs> you just have to sleep in it. Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> if you're wearing the same bra for that long, it may be difficult to find your, <laughs> find your true love. This ah, is what am I kidding? Guy's not going to care. Yeah, I was going to say, this no is dude's gonna bra care. tips. Well, some people are speculating that the product might be misguided. <laughs> some are saying that the bra ignores the many reasons. Well, I can't believe I'm talking this long about a bra. And it's talking about it as if it's a thing, like as if it has like thought. The on- uh, so people online have said that the bra ignores the many reasons, that silly bra, ignoring people like bras do, uh, ignores the many reasons a woman might choose to have sex despite not being in love. Uh, well, they shouldn't be. So happy one. people online said, women simply don't need sexual protection in the form of chastity belt-like garments. We'll take off our bras when we want to. As though someone's oppressing them and making them wear this Cockman bra. man oppressors. Right. You have to wear it. <laughs> As though you can't just not buy it. And Greg, I know this was a short world of crazy, but it is my final story. Do you have the watch? Do you have the sounder ready? Uh, watch, watch with my 
Watch Will you stop talking about how it's yours? Go to the mine. I'm the one who talks about squatches. Sometimes. I do think there's a squatch in these woods. Squatch! Big news out of San Antonio breaking today. A man, Greg, are you ready for this? Yes. Who we've talked about before, who claims to have shot and killed two Bigfoot specimens in Texas. Oh, this guy. Back in 2012, has announced that he is taking one of the adult corpses to Arizona to start the public viewing tour. Now, this is the same guy. This is the same guy, but they have announced the date, Greg. Let me tell you this. So he is saying that he has it, and he says this is happening. This guy's name is Rick Dyer, 36 years young, says he shot and killed an adult Bigfoot and an adolescent specimen outside of San Antonio in December of, two, or excuse me, September of 2012. This guy's only 36 and he's already that crazy? I figured he, for some reason I thought he was older. Than You're 36 and you're yeah, as crazy as you well, are. Yeah, but I don't pretend, I don't All right, so he found it in, my hands. in September of 2012 and he has now announced that the first public viewing of the adult Bigfoot body will be on February 6th in Flagstaff, Arizona. The corpse... February 6th. In Flagstaff, Arizona. Apparently, the adult corpse of Bigfoot will be paraded into Flagstaff, Arizona on February 6th. Okay, so what is going on with this other than you can walk up and you can see it? Do they have, like, the actual testing done? Well, let me see. So Rick Dyer uh, says that Flagstaff will be the first stop on a national tour, but the list of locations has yet to be finalized. I'm not going to lie. If it comes to Portland, I will definitely go see it. I know you will. I will go see it. I know you will. So Dyer's marketing manager says the corpse has indeed been studied by a laboratory at a university somewhere in Washington State. They did not specify... (laughs) mystery university! (laughs) They did not specify which university. Why? Why why haven't they specified? This is what's bothering me. When are they going to release this information? Well, when... uh, (laughs) His marketing manager, Andrew Clancy, says... He's got a marketing manager? Yeah, so this is the guy who said the corpse was studied by a laboratory at, at a university in Washington State. By a uh, s- did not identify the university. By a scientist somewhere. Now, Andrew Clancy, Dyer's marketing manager, says, I've heard people say it's fake. They haven't seen the body. They haven't studied it. They're just guessing. They're not an expert in what they're talking about. And neither are you. <laughs> so present where these experts are. Well, Dyer previously claimed to have shot and killed a Bigfoot in 2008, but that turned out to be an untruth, Greg. The corpse in that case turned out to be a rubber ape suit. (laughs) And yet, this is the guy that's... So the reason why he isn't getting in any trouble for shooting the Bigfoot whose body he's claiming to start parading around the country starting on February 6th in Flagstaff, Arizona, is... uh, a uh, representative from Texas Parks and Wildlife says that you can't actually prohibit any Ben from hunting fictional creatures, and that includes Sasquatch, Chupacabra, and other urban myths. So he didn't really do anything wrong. But the world will know, Greg, in a little over a week, if Bigfoot was really slain. Because I want to go. Not crazy Rick Dyer says that he was. I want to go. What does Rick Dyer look like? I've I'm seen sure a picture he... of the Sasquatch all over the place. You can you can Google that. Just type in dead squatch. It'll pop right up. Um, Who Googles dead squatch? Sometimes you need to find an image really quick and you just know. Rick Dyer squatch. 
Has he been arrested for fraud before? Yes, he's been eBay arrested. Fraud, eBay really? fraud, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, perfectly, there he is. Perfectly reliable. He totally doesn't look completely fucking crazy. Well, in a way, though, if he's going to get people to pay to go see this thing, and quite honestly, he'd get he'd get 5 to $10 of my money. Wow, Greg, really? He, he would get, and that's a lot for me. I don't pay, I don't pay, you know, 5 to $10. Yeah, I'd go in to see it, see the... See the squatch. All right. Just so you know, con artist guy, you can get five to ten of Greg's American dollars. You get five to ten out of me. <laughs> so there you have it, Greg. That is your new watch of the squatch. I do think there's a squatch in these woods. Also, people are taking bets. Who wants to bet that somebody breaks in and steals the Squatch before it can be displayed? We need to take bets as to what we think is going to happen before February 6th. Because clearly, he is not going to present... Well, anyway, let's just end this. All right, that was your world crazy. Woo! Clearly, he's not going to be presenting the body of a Sasquatch. Yeah. Because, let's be honest, Sasquatch doesn't exist. And if it did exist, he wouldn't have been holding on to it, letting it decompose for (laughs) two years. No, it's been in his freezer. That's yes. an awful big freezer. That is a, a very big freezer. He's really big on putting them in a freezer. So he's, he shot two of them. I bet he's there. really big at putting other things in freezers, too. I don't know what that means. Like corpses? I don't know. Is I was thinking like anyone who like, keeps, he... keeps things frozen humanoid creatures in freezers. It just makes me uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. February 6th in Flagstaff, Arizona. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen to stop him from being able to show it? Um... I think he'll show it, but he'll just put they'll put like a a big rope up or something like that, so you can't get anywhere near it. And they'll just like show like a, a lock of hair or something like that. There there will be a way that he can, he's going to try to do this for money for a while. Well, because suckers like you want to go and see it. Yeah, they'll pay five to ten dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we do have a birthday. We want to say we do today. Oh wait, really quick though, one other thing about that. Are you still February talking 6th? about the Sasquatch? What? Well, if it's going on a national tour, it could be up here by February twenty second for the for the Fun Employment Radio Network party. We are not inviting the weird, crazy Sasquatch guy. Him? Can I send an official invitation to him to show no. up at our party? What if he brings the Squatch with him? Oh, I don't want a decomposing Sasquatch at our listener party. But you know who will be at our listener party? Us. Geek of the City, Chronicles of the Nerds, Rick Emerson, Tim Riley, Keelan will be DJing. It's going to be awesome. Yep. And now, can I say the happy birthday? Yes. We want to wish a very happy birthday to Wilton. Of course, uh, Wilton is Vicky's beau, and they're celebrating his birthday on the Oregon coast. Yes, indeed. So we want to wish you a very happy birthday, Wilton. We happy hope you have birthday. a lot of fun. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Hot damn right. Hot damn right. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Wilton. All right. Wow, we've been talking for a long time today. Excuse me. Ew, what are you doing over there? Nothing. Jostling around. <sighs> yeah, we need to have somebody dressed as a Sasquatch. <laughs> Show up as a Sasquatch. We'll, we'll bring you up on stage and interview I'll do it. And by we, Greg means he. I'll do it. 
Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Big thank you to Squarespace, squarespace.com slash funemployment. Use the offer code funemployment. Get 10% off, and it's already pretty cheap anyway, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and use that code, but then they know you came here, too. You listen to us. Um, also, want to give a shout-out to uh, one of my friends having an event tomorrow night, a Marvin Gaye tribute. Oh, rad. Yeah, pretty badass. It's happening at the Goodfoot at uh, 2845 Southeast Stark Street. So our friend Carolyn's putting that on. And um, actually, it sounds awesome. So it's called Let's Get It On Marvin Gaye Tribute Night. Oh, there'll be lots of people having sexy time after that. Uh, yeah, there will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there will be. That's happening uh, tomorrow night, January 30th at the Goodfoot right here in Portland on 28th and Stark. Um, okay. We've done enough damage. Mm-hmm. Gonna be at the art museum later. Say hi. All right. Yes, Greg is working at the art museum. I am indeed. I All am right. Indeed. Uh, so thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. It is so awesome that you listen. And of course, coming up later on today on the Fun Employment Radio Network at around p.m. Geek on the Sunday. Geek on the Sunday. Geek on the Sunday. Live right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. You guys are fantastic. Thank you so much, Kenny. I forgive you. Kind of. <laughs> I'm never riding in your flying machine. Don't ever. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Duck up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.